yeah, we have something called the perfect podcast formula, storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. Every show has those four components. We teach our clients that. When you get good at this, it's all about the value, all about the value. I want to be able to make you such a fan of the content that we create with our Top Advisor Marketing Podcast that I'm showing that we have this great network of brilliant people who want you to be a better marketer as an advisor, that when you think of your own marketing, Proudmouth will be part of your idea. Hello, you're listening to Podcast Growth Hacks, where I talk to podcasters of all experience levels to unpack the most powerful growth tactics they used to grow their podcast. I'm Pat Chung. And if you're a podcaster, well then subscribe so that together we can all learn and experiment with how to grow our own podcasts. Today, we are chatting with Matt Holleran, the host of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. He's been doing this podcast since May 2017 with about 400 episodes under his belt. And he has over 65,000 followers on Twitter. He is also a partner and CRO, that's Chief Relationship Officer, very clever, at Proudmouth. And we'll also dive into what Proudmouth is in this interview. So welcome to the show, Matt. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I just want your audience to know that I'm terribly uncomfortable being on this side of the microphone because I'm usually <laughs> the one doing the interviews. So you're a great interviewer, by the way, and I can't wait to dig into your brain because like me, you also uh, take pretty deep dives into marketing tactics with guests on your show. Mm -hmm. First, tell us a little bit more about your show. So the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast is how we've exclusively grown Proudmouth, our, our company. Um, it's a guest interview style format. So I am always interviewing somebody else. We do zero solo casts. We've never done a solo cast. Mm -hmm. 27 minutes door to door is what we shoot for. There are no commercials. We are not sponsored at all. We control all of the content. We have a very structured system. So uh, when we identify you as a guest, the only way you can be a guest on our show is to be either referred directly from a previous guest mm. or you go through this entire vetting process. We get about 100 inquiries a week to be on our show, and I say no to all of them. Um, I either have had to have met you personally, you're in my sphere of influence or whatever. But so since we're so structured and we're so systematic, we get a lot of feedback about the show specifically that it's one of the best run shows as a guest, because like we have a, a pregame video of this, like four or five minutes to set clear expectations of what the show is. So I don't have to do that live. We, we have Google docs, intake forms. And then we also kind of force an agreement that they have to share the show that they're on with me, with their entire network, which again, Pat is how we've grown our whole business because we're interviewing marketers in financial services on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, and then they share a marketing podcast with their marketing clients, and it's worked pretty well. Well, you know, I want to dive into that playbook that you just rattled off a little bit more in depth, but first, who's the main audience? Financial services professionals. It's very specific. It is a registered investment advisor, financial advisor, so they're truly independent. They don't work for banks. They don't work for wirehouses. They don't work for big companies. They are truly independent financial advisors is our ideal target market. That's awesome. On any given time, you have about 100 people wanting to be on your show. Yeah. And the people you interview, are they marketing experts in financial services or? Most of them are. So the way that we look at it is, is they really fall into three categories. Uh, they either help an advisor save enough time so they can be a successful marketer. 
they have marketing tips, tricks, techniques, or ideas to make you better, smarter, faster in the world of marketing, or they have a podcast. And so mm. we go with kind of the meta route of talking about how they've used their podcast in order to grow either their, their business as a financial services professional or as a person who provides services to financial advisors. And how are all these people meeting you? Like me, you know, I have a lot of podcast friends and I meet a lot of people in podcasting. I meet them at conferences. How are you meeting these people, these potential guests? I do a lot of conferences. So I did 14 conferences last year. Oh, wow. uh, it's a lot of, I, I love doing it, Pat. It's just, that's <laughs> my happy place. Um, and that's where we met, by the way. And I loved your booth. I wish we could show a picture of your booth. <laughs> Whenever I go to one of these conferences, I walk around and take pictures of booths that I want to emulate. And yours definitely hit on the list. Is that the booth you use? And are these financial services types of conferences or? They are. So 14 of the conferences I did last year, I think I only, Movement was the only one that was not directly financial services conferences. And you're it's, just for the people listening, you're referring to podcast movement, the podcast big podcast movement. conference. Yeah. So normally you, you do more of your industry conference. Yeah. You have to be niche, niched out or niched out as my Canadian partner would say. I mean, that that's the <laughs> focus. You know, I think so many people make so many mistakes with their podcast because they think that well, they're going to be the next you or they're going to be the next. And everybody says Joe Rogan, which drives me crazy because his podcast sucks as far as I'm concerned. The formatting's bad. It's too long. He's got 28 minutes of commercials every 15 minutes. I mean, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, the problem is, is you have to be hyper-focused, right? There's a great Parks and Rec quote that I bring up all the time. And Tom Haverford, which is one of the characters on the show, says, you know, there's a podcast about everything. You know, me and John Raffio have a podcast about nachos. Right. And, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking about? That's the level of specificity you need to have with a show, in my opinion, really our experience. Cause Pat, we've done 7,000 episodes for financial advisors, right? Wow. The more niched out they are, the better their successes. And I know you and I are going to talk about success metrics here in a little bit. Um, yeah. And I even want to yeah. clarify that you said you did 7,000 episodes yeah. for. And this is producing podcasts for other financial advisors. Is that, is that what you're referring to? Or? That is correct. So we manage and have produced syndicated, edited show notes over 7,000 episodes for financial advisors. Yeah, we have a run rate of about 150 episodes a month now. I think the highest we've ever done was about 200 a month. And we've also written about a quarter of a million social media posts based off those podcasts wow. too. So let's unravel that a bit uh, yeah. and talk talk about what the context of that. I think that's what you're referring to is your company Proudmouth, right? Mm -hmm. Which is different from your podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll kind of probably jump back and forth between the two. So when you go to these conferences, do you present yourself as a top advisor marketing podcast or Proudmouth? So that's why this is, this, there's so much crossover, dude. That's the problem. <laughs> there, you can't separate them. Uh -huh. Right. Because Top Advisor Marketing is our hub for everything that we do here at Proudmouth. Everything. So all of the content, all of the marketing material, all of our talking points, what I present at, at these conferences, all based off of really what we've been learning about running our own show. Mm. And so that's, that's why it's really hard to separate those. Um, the overarching brand of everything that we do is Proudmouth. Our podcast is actually, we were top advisor marketing was the company. And then we rebranded to Proudmouth about two years ago. And by the way, it was the best thing we ever did, but, um, everybody knows me as your mm -hmm. friendly neighborhood podcasting expert. So that's, that's how I've opened the show for almost 400 episodes. 
So I'm known as the podcasting guy and our podcast is the Top Advice Marketing Podcast. Got it. And then uh, a couple of years in, you decided to open the doors for Proudmouth, which is a sort of a marketing consulting agency for financial services companies. And one of your products, I guess, or services really is to help produce a podcast for them. Produce, syndicate, coach them. We've got podcast growth tactics. We provide professional co-hosting services. So I actually have three professional voice talents who interview oh, the advisors uh, that are basically journalists. But uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, brother. It's really hard for me to separate, you know, what we've done with the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast with Proudmouth specifically. So, so in the world of financial services, everything has to be documented and approved through their compliance department before it's specifically released. So we take the podcast with the co-host. We do the custom intro and outro. You know what a lot of other companies do, right? I mean, this isn't, we're not really doing anything massively special when it comes to the production of the show, except for the professional voice talents, which is actually a huge value add. We transcribe the podcast and then we send that to a team of about 20 professional writers that we have on our staff. They use the advisor's words and then create social media assets. And then we post on their behalf well, it's all mostly LinkedIn because that's where advisors live. So their company page and their personal page. Uh, and then we have nine podcast growth tactics. We help them prep their guests, kind of like what we do on our top advisor marketing podcast. And then we've got other growth tactics that are specific to people who sell their expertise really as their commodity. They sell advice and how to grow not just their audience, but we have something called the five ROIs of podcasting that we teach and talk to our clients about. And it really... It shifts it from being a lead generation focus to something much, much bigger. I love the niche because it's not only are you bringing financial advisors, the technical know-how of marketing and just tactically doing it for them, but it sounds like there's some high regulation barriers for them to understand and you hold your hand. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. I'm the chief okay. compliance officer here, so I have to read most oh. of the documents and, and I'm the only person who's nerdy enough to want to do it. Um, <laughs> So for a normal financial advisor, they can't just like turn on the mic and just start talking. No way, dude, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so much they can't say and it's very subjective. That's the issue. Mm, uh, and mm -hmm. so you would think that, you know, the SEC comes out with uh, regulations that those are the regulations, but unfortunately then you have attorneys and they get paid by the pound. And so they have right. to have their interpretation of the legislation. And I help navigate that for uh, I mean, I've met with every major financial service, Ameriprises, Raymond James, LPLs, banks, Morgan Stanley. I mean, all of those people, I've met with all of those people. So I know what their compliance regulations are and we live mm -hmm. within those regulations. I see. And is that for any sort of corporation or even down to the individual advisor with their personal tweets and things like that? They're not allowed to have that, Pat. The government's like, do not say anything. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's Wow, that's wild. That's a really cool service. So how much do you charge for a service like this? I know there's a lot of podcast editors and producers mm -hmm. that are listening in this show. Um, yeah, what, what are your rates? I, I love the bundle. So we're a premium service, right? So what they're paying for is they're paying for professional journalistic co-hosts. The fact that we are going to keep their butts safe, right? So we've mm -hmm. done those 7,000 episodes with zero compliance issues. And nobody is even in the realm of being able to execute that seamlessly. So it depends on how many podcasts they want us to do for them a month. We just so you know, recommend two a month. We do not recommend weekly podcasts for our oh, advisors because okay. they have a job. 
And because all the social media that we write for them, Pat, their podcast actually has a much longer shelf life than most podcasts, which are 48 hours. Right? So our podcast lasts two weeks to two months shelf life, which most podcasters are like, well, man, I wish my podcast had a shelf life like that. Well, we've figured out that system. So it's anywhere from, from about $1,000 a month to about $3,000 a month is what we're charging. And because of all of the other things, like we have a whole academy that they can join. We have eight hours of office hours. They have a dedicated account manager. We call them client success coordinators. I've got 34 people, brother, on my team. And every client has, has a team of anywhere from three to five working on their show. Wow. That's amazing. So if I were to break it down per episode, I don't know, do, is that the business model? So broken down to episode, it sounds like it's 500 to maybe $1,500 That's correct. an episode. Produce the episode, you do the social media marketing for them and the compliance. Everything. Wow. How many shows do you produce? So right now, our runway is about 150 episodes per month. So some people have one, some people have two. We've got some big corporate clients who that's more of a smattering. We have about 95, we vastly between 95 and about 110 clients that we're doing business for every month. Wow, that's amazing. And I know a couple of people, they might even be listening to this show that that has similar type of agencies and other niches. I've always wondered for people who are thinking of maybe even starting like a production studio or agency or something like that. Because I imagine a lot of these shows, are they similar? Do you have to create different premises for each show? No. Or do they come to you with the premise? Right. So, so the idea is these are the experts. I'm not an expert in financial services. Uh, mm -hmm. They're the expert. We have a process to help them come up with podcast topics and a format so that it you know matches their their specific show genre. But here's the deal: our clients are looking for 500 to a thousand dedicated fans because mm -hmm. they're not monetizing their show. They they're yeah. not allowed to have sponsors. Heck no, right? They're not looking for anything like that at all. They're looking at this as a great client communication tool, right? As a great way to sell new products to existing clients. It's a great way to build relationships with centers of influence, right? They have, we take care of 75% of their content that they need to create for social. And then the last big return on investment for our clients is actually net new business. And so Pat, what we do in the sales right. process, which I recommend all of you do this, anybody who's going to create an agency, you mm -hmm. have to figure out exactly how many new clients that person has to get to feel that their podcast journey has been successful. I live in the mm -hmm. world of salespeople, right? Most financial advisors are hardcore salespeople and it's always ROI. Okay, Matt, so I'm going to spend $30,000 with you. How many new clients? And they're doing that math, Pat, just so you know. I mm -hmm. mean, they're, they're yeah. number people, right? And so I leave and ask them during the process, how many new clients do you have to get to cover 30 grand? And most yeah. of them say two. Right, right. So you're telling me you have to get two new clients to make this worth your money. And then all of the auxiliary benefits of client communication and centers of influence and Deepening relationship with strategic partners. That's all gravy to you. It's all gravy. That's a very easy sales process. Right. No, I love it. That's why just even listening to a couple of your episodes, I'm like, wow, Matt is, I love that you're a systems thinker. You think of things in systems. So for top advisor marketing, what's your metric for success then? Mine is having people have a great time on the show. You know what? You might say, you know, Matt, that's crap or whatever, but I don't care about how many downloads we get. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I need one, right? They need one new advisor listening who wants to buy our product and service to make this worth every penny and in, in blood, sweat and tears. But you've listened to the show. I'm not selling you anything on the show, 
right? Do we have a call to action at the end? Yeah, we have something called the perfect podcast formula, storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. Every show has those four components. We teach our clients that. My call to action is join a free academy, right? right. That's it. That's our call to action. And so my job in what I believe true content creators, when you get good at this, it's all about the value, all about the value. I want right. to be able to make you such a fan of the content that we create with our top advisor marketing podcast that mm -hmm. I'm showing that we have this great network of brilliant people who want you to be a better marketer as an advisor, that when you think of your own marketing, Proudmouth will be part of your idea, right? Or, or what your, your spend is. But, but Pat, to be really honest, mm -hmm. I refer out so much business because let's say somebody mm -hmm. just wants to do videos. Mm -hmm. Matt, I want to do three minute videos. Great. I got three people I'll send you to. Wait, wait, you don't do that? I mean, I could, but no, I've, I've got other people to do that. So if there's anything I want your audience to really know, if you want to start an agency, if you have a podcast, you need to check your limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. There is more than enough business to go around, no matter what venue you're in, what, no matter what niche you're in, you have to stop limiting yourself. And if you do that, all of a sudden, everything opens up because all those people that I refer out, guess what? They refer right back to us. And it right. just makes such an easy business growth model. Now, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's been really hard, man. I mean, I'm working my butt off. I still am. <laughs> yeah. We're five years in. Um, yeah. I can't even imagine how, I mean, your team must be big, right? To 34 people. All of those. Wow. That's amazing. Are a lot of them editors or producers? Yeah. So yeah, we have editors, producers. The majority of our people are actually customer service and writers. Here's the, here's the big issue. When I was at Movement, okay, Podcast mm -hmm. Movement, one of my biggest frustrations was nobody taught anybody how to do a good podcast. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, here's the greatest microphone and here's the greatest editing software, but nobody taught. Okay. Here's the deal, brother. This is a show. It's a show. <laughs> you better show up and be ready for a show. My people, we don't take multiple takes of the show. My, our advisors show up. We hit record. We do the show. Yeah. Unless compliance makes us take a line out. It's live. <laughs> Because we yeah, coach wow. them how to be great behind the microphone, how to speak in sound bites, uh, you know, how to yeah. really be prepared. It's a show. And nobody talked about that at Podcast Movement. And I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That's a it. great subject, actually. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point. So from, let's say I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. I want to, you know, hire you for your services. From the time I first start talking to you and start concepting out the show mm -hmm. to the time it gets released... How, how much time is in there? Is I take it you coach them through the whole thing? We do. So from the minute you pay us, which is the trigger, then it's 30 days. So we have every single solitary thing built, custom intro and outro, custom cover art. We use Blueberry as our podcast syndication platform. Everything's set up on Blueberry. The description of the show is mm -hmm. written. Then the first episode is recorded within the first 30 days. And what if they're just boring? Like, <laughs> how do you teach? Like you said, it has to be entertaining. You know, it has to be all that. They have to have a good personality, I imagine. Do you teach that kind of stuff? Yeah, like, dude, we totally do. So one of the things that, it, so performance is a really important thing to us with our show too, right? So we have, we audit our client shows. So every mm, single solitary okay. quarter, or sometimes Pat, it has to happen sooner, is we go through and we have a 10-point grading system. What are their go-to words? How salesy are they? How personal did they become? All of these different kinds of oh, things wow, that okay. we do. And in the sales process, I specifically tell them, look, if you suck, we're going to tell you you suck. And then we're yeah. going to teach you how not to suck. Now you're going to suck at the beginning. Everybody does. 
Pat, go back and listen to episode number one of my show. It was terrible, terrible. And we're 400 in now. I've done about a thousand shows myself. Um, we got this, we got this Mm. down, right? (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that's one of the biggest gaps because you said it is people think that they can just get on and hit record and they're going to have a show. No, that's, that, that is an audio recording of your voice. It's not a podcast. (laughs) That's not a show. Yeah. That's amazing. Actually at that price, that's a really great value for advisors. Yeah. That's amazing. So what's your plan to grow? Do you have a growth plan or are you happy where it's at right now? Oh God, no. What are you kidding me, dude? I'm taking over (laughs) the world. Um, so, uh, no, I, I mean, so here's the funny thing. So there are 300,000 licensed financial services professionals in North America. I don't even wow. have 1%. Wow. 300,000. And you think every one of these people no. should have a platform? No. Or? So out of, out of the 300,000, there are probably 40,000 that would be able to work with us and have the right. personality and the specialty that our system would work well for. Now I have 1% of that but I want 10, right? So I want to hit about 500 podcasts a month that we're running. We have the capacity to do that. I mean, I would have to staff up even more, but we're fine with that. The reason why we're doing this and the reason why we started the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, the underlying philosophy was to help advisors stop being the best kept secret in their area, to rise Mm. above the noise and be their own loud. That's our big picture messaging here, right? I want Joe Schmuckatelli who has a 401k, who doesn't have enough money to be a financial advisor, great client, right? Because they all have like minimums and stuff, 250,000, 500 million investable assets to be able to get great financial advice. Great. Mm -hmm. Not from a bank, not from a person with an agenda, an independent person who's not trying to hawk products, who just wants to give you great financial advice. That's what we're doing. And the fun part about it is, I can have 500 people literally talking about 529 plans, but you're Mm going to connect with one of them. Pat's Mm going to like Mm -hmm. this advisor and therefore they're going to build a relationship with that advisor. And then when they need to hire them, Pat's the advisor. Right, right. That totally makes sense. And a lot of these advisors, are they independent? Yeah, totally. They're truly independent advisors. So they don't work for banks. They don't work for what we refer to as wirehouses, which would be like the Morgan Stanleys and the UBSs and things like that. These are people who are, it's called a registered investment advisor. And I think that's important. So we are really, really niched out, right? I just want Mm -hmm. you to know that if you're going to be a podcast service provider, right? If you're going to be your own agency, niche out as hard and fast as you can. It will take longer for you to become wealthy or really whatever success means to you but you have to be the solution. We are the podcasting solution for financial advisors. There's no competition because everybody else is like, well, we also do this and this and this. And no, man, this is our, and there's more than enough room to grow. Right. And if one of these advisors just gets one client from their podcast, that pretty much pays for months or like a year of their service with you, right? Well, but you also have to keep in mind, you know, retention, right? So there's churn. Right. If we can save existing clients, I mean, it's the world of business, right? If I can retain a client, it's much easier to do that than to get a new client. Right. right? right. So cost of client acquisition and client right. retention. So we look at all of this as a business and, and I want your audience to, to know that this is, and I'm sorry if this is coming across, I, I'm not trying to sell my services to any of your listeners. That's not the point. It's we've learned so much from being able to produce so many shows that there are some very consistent things that whether you're running a show 
If you have a podcast, which I know a lot of your listeners do because of the services that you provide, think of it as a business. My, my favorite thing, and I'm going to digress very quickly, it's a quick story, is Eminem. Love them or hate them, I don't care. I don't care if you love them or hate them, right? Are you talking about the candy or the rapper? I'm talking about the rapper. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> he shows up every day at the recording studio mm. from nine to five mm -hmm. every day. He does recording every day. He tries to write something every day. If you're a podcaster, you have to realize that this is a show. You need to take it seriously. You can't half-ass it. You got to full-ass it. You got to put everything into it that you possibly can. And if you do that, success will happen. What mm -hmm. a lot of you are doing is you're half-assing the show and then you're pissed because you're not, you know, the next whoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, we not only teach that to our clients, but we also offer that whole system for free, right? Uh, and, and because our goal is to help more podcasters. Pat, I can't right. help everybody, brother. I can't produce sure. everybody's podcast. I, I don't have enough people for that. I don't have the time for that. I just want podcasters to realize that produce a great show, right? <laughs> yeah. Produce a great show. Be yeah. very singular focused in your niche, in your niche, yeah. and good things will happen. If you have a client that like doesn't really, uh, and I want to dive into your influence accelerator sure. system. If you have a client that's not following it, they're kind of half-assing it, like you said, or maybe they're just like, you know what? I don't feel like doing it this month. Mm -hmm. Do you ever fire them? Yes. Yeah, there's two ways that you can get fired from us. Number one, you don't actually do good work because mm -hmm. here's the deal. What's going to happen, Pat, is they're going to quit because they have unrealistic expectations for what their show is going to be and how much money they're going to make. And they think that they can just phone it in and make millions of dollars. And that's just not how this game works. But we also have a no, and I don't know, a whole clause, but you can edit mm -hmm. that out as you need. If you mistreat my team, you're gone. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's actually written into our proposal. So the biggest concern is the performance. And so we have so many performance coaching things, and it happens mm -hmm. on the end of every show. This is why we have professional producers on each show. They debrief the show after the show. Oh, interesting. Hey, you said so 46 times this episode. By the way, you said it wow. 85 last time. And so that's mm -hmm. made your progress. You talked over your guest too many times. You got to cut that stuff out. Here, here's my favorite. You started talking away from the microphone instead of keeping in front of the microphone. You can't do that because it's going to drive your listeners crazy. So we provide real, not real time, but at wow. the end of every show feedback also, because again, uh -huh. our goal is to make them better. Right, right. And most of your clients are just recording remotely and sending you the audio file or something like yeah, that. Yeah, brother. We're Well, so we control the file. Okay. So I'll have a professional producer on Zoom with them. We do everything remotely. We are an entirely virtual company. We've been since inception. Uh, my business partner lives in Oshawa, Ontario. I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I've seen mm -hmm. him in person eight times in five years. <laughs> wow, that's great. You said you built your company five years ago, right? Yeah, we, we had zero clients and we didn't even have a product five years ago. Wow. And now 30 something employees all built remotely. That's amazing. Yeah. So tell us about the influence accelerator system in the context of there's people listening to this yeah. show, wanting to learn how to grow their show too. Well, what are some of these top tips that you have? So the big thing is that you have to understand that it, you will compete in the expertise economy and you don't have a choice. Influence is the only marketing left, right? That's it. That's mm -hmm. you have to become more influential to your audience to make them want more of your content. So we have this thing is called the influence continuum. Most people don't want to talk to skeptics. They want to create fans. So what we've built is we built a, a tool that you take a test, basically. It's called the influence readiness score. 
And what it is, is it's a test that will allow them to find out how influential they are. Are they doing the right behaviors in their marketing and content creation to accelerate their influence? Most hmm. people, so it's on hundred point scale. Most people, Pat, score 20 something, sub 20, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is great. That's fine. Because if you don't know where you are, you can't figure <laughs> out where you want to go in the future. Uh, and so if you score a 20 something, what this program does is it actually builds you a step-by-step -step action plan. It's entirely gamified that you have to score over 50% in each of our seven rocket boosters of influence in order to open up the next level. So we've entirely gamified this. It's fun. There, I think we've got 40 or 50 courses in there right now. We've got other experts. So it's not just Proudmouth. We've brought other people in. Um, so it's an assessment plus a course. It is. It's assessment. Both. It's both. Yeah, it's a, an assessment that gives you a mission control that says, okay, so for instance, the biggest issue most people have with their show is audience. We talked about that already. You don't know who you're talking to. Once you clear that hurdle, that opens up the next booster, right? And oh. then the next booster, next booster. And so in order to fulfill that, we've got courses and exercises that you need to do to increase your score to unlock the next level. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, dude, we spent, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this out loud, but we spent 400,000 on this. Oh, wow. So it's the web experience. Is. is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, probably a lot of the money went into the content creation, I imagine. Oh, brother, I have shot next week on my calendar. I have eight hours blocked just to shoot video. And how much is the system? Like where can people find it? Yeah. So podrocketacademy.com is actually where you go. And so that that's actually. Oh, it's part of podrocketacademy. It, it is. Yes. Yeah. So this is a part of oh. the entire system. Now there's a couple of different ways that you can come in. You can take what we refer to as our short form assessment, which is only, it takes about 20 minutes, five minutes is 20 questions. And then we've got our long form assessment, which is over 120 questions. It takes about 35 minutes to complete it. If you just want to do the short form and you want to come into the academy, just do it for free. It's free, 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 click free. You can hmm. just join. Everybody can join here for free. It's unbelievable. Podcasting 101 will tell you everything you ever need to know about starting and running a podcast. We got branding docs in there. It's really cool. Um, if you want to pay some money, which of course I'd love because I do run a business, uh, you can join our intermediate level at $99. That gives you the short form, shorter assessment, and then mm -hmm. eight hours of office hours a month. People think we're crazy oh. to do that, which we mm -hmm. are. Um, but then if you want like our full kit and caboodle, if you want to take your podcast to the next level, it's a, it's about $2,400 for the whole year. And that's when you get access to absolutely everything. All of our courses up to the 300 level courses, individualized oh reviewing of that that longer form assessment and then that whole roadmap and game plan. So it's about 2400 bucks a year. And that's and the 2400 is that the one that's kind of branded as the influencer that is, accelerator. That system? is our that is our proven system that we know will accelerate your influence and really move you along I this see. influence continuum. So I see. And it's a whole system, but are there a couple of nuggets that we could glean from it. <laughs> I could dude, you don't have enough time for the night. Uh, so, so one or two, yeah, my favorite nugget is actually in the 300 level and it's advanced interview techniques. And so mm -hmm. this is when I break down my hero of interviewing. So that's, uh, Phil Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Larry King mm -hmm. and Terry Gross. So those are my favorite four people. And I actually break down the skill sets of each of those. So, uh, Phil Donahue was amazing because he listened. Oh my God. Now, some of your listeners have no idea who that is, but there's a great interview example. It's when he uh, interviewed the minister, Louis Farrakhan. Highly recommend that you, you YouTube that. Mm. It's worth every minute. Um, mm. Oprah Winfrey, my goal on every show is to make it so that the guest feels like there's nobody else in the room but me. 
and that they have my full attention. And mm-hmm, dude, mm-hmm. Oprah would sit there with a thousand people in the audience and people would tell her stuff that like they never told anybody ever yeah. because she cared and listened. Um, Larry King, you and I talked about this before. Um, mm-hmm. I think you should go in to every podcast with the eye of a child. Be genuinely curious. There's a great Ted Lasso quote, be curious, not judgmental. Right. And I, I live my life by that. And then the last one is Terry Gross. Terry Gross. So if you listen to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, which by the way, even if you're not a financial advisor, it's still a great show to listen to. Great marketing tips. Listen, I've done over a thousand episodes in financial services. There are very few things that people come on my show to talk about that I haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so my job is to continuously massage the conversation to make it so that the outcome that I have, which is again, to talk about marketing and accelerating influence and really teasing out that one golden nugget from every show, Terry Gross uh, really, really did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I try to balance all of those. So, so that's an advanced interviewing techniques, but I think that's a great nugget. Listen, first off, shut up. That's the greatest <laughs> thing that you could ever do. Actually listen, right? Mm-hmm. Be prepared, but not over-prepared mm-hmm. and make your guests feel as special as possible. If you do those five things, as a podcaster, you're going to have a great show. So much great stuff you just said right there. One thing I'm wrestling with, though, is how much research do you do? Because when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, dang, Matt's amazing. He's doing this podcast weekly. It seems like he's best friends with every person he interviews with. But I'm like, that's a lot of work. Well, it is my primary job, right? So not only mm-hmm. do I run the entire sales team that I have, I'm also the face of the company. I do all these conferences, uh, but you know, being behind the microphone is my happy place. I suffer from something that a lot of people think that they suffer from, but they really don't, which is called ADHD, right? And so full-blown diagnosis, the whole nine yards, I was diagnosed when I was seven. There's something about having ADHD that is actually kind of a superpower, and it's something called object permanence. When you're in my field of vision, right, you are the only thing that matters. In fact, uh, Podcasting allows me to get something called hyper-focus, and that's what you're feeling Hmm. on the show, Pat. Hmm. Um, Hmm. You are the most important thing in my life for that 27, 30, Hmm. 45 minutes. Hmm. And that's genuine. That's true. That's not, Matt's not acting. I, that, that's who I am as a human. But then the flip side of that is when we get off the show, I don't really think about it anymore. It sucks, (laughs) right? So my Mm -hmm. follow-up isn't great, which I thankfully have a team for a lot of that now. But dude, I'm genuinely, I love people. I love people, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love asking a question that makes them say, man, nobody's ever asked me that before. Man, I never thought about it that way. Or Mm -hmm. when somebody says to you, here's my last podcast tip. If somebody says to you, that was a great question, you do not say anything until that person is done talking. I'm telling you, man, I wish somebody, because usually you, you know, you get all humble and self-deprecating, oh, you whatever, thanks. No, shut up. If somebody says to you, Pat, that was a great question, Pat does not talk until that person is done responding to that great question. Giving them that gift of holding that space for them is so powerful. One of my favorite things that's recently happened, and I'm actually struggling with this right now, is I go to conferences and people come up to me and they say, oh my God, it's so awesome to meet you, Matt. I feel like I know you so well. I don't know these people at all. Um, they've listened to the show or they follow me on LinkedIn or, you know, they've heard me speak at different places. And I love that. This is the power of podcasting. Podcasting allows you to build a relationship with your ideal listener when it's convenient for them. 
And it's so intimate and it's so powerful. People listen to podcasts in their quiet time. Everybody who's listening to this needs to realize this is a gift. Your listener is a gift to you and you should mm -hmm. treat them like that. And that makes such a big difference. That's very powerful. And I think that'll be a good wrap to the main part of the interview. But I always end off with final five questions that are kind of just fun and quick. So question number one, do you collect listener emails? No. Oh, you don't? We do not. Interesting. So how about your newsletter? You have a newsletter. Our call to action is to either join the Academy for free or follow me on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Okay. So no listener emails. That's interesting. Why, why no listener emails? Uh, advisors get far and away too many emails every single solitary day, and I didn't want to spam them. And uh -huh. so my goal is for them to consistently listen to the podcast and be interested in taking the next step by connecting with me directly on LinkedIn or joining our Academy for free. Yeah, that makes sense. Because your funnel is podcast first, it's That's the hub. Right. Then your lead funnel is the free stuff, the Academy That's and stuff. Right. So you're lucky because you have the budget and the mechanism to capture that lead. Um, question number two, do you promote each new episode? We do socially. So mm -hmm. we, we have a whole social media strategy. Since all of our podcasts are guests, the guest has to agree to share our podcast with their network, including their email list. And so that's how we maintain the amount of downloads that we get. Mm -hmm. Do you focus on one specific platform? LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. I have a huge Twitter following, which is ridiculous. By yeah. The how way. did you get that, by the way? 65,000. Uh, so before I partnered with my business partner, I was actually listed as one of the top 10 life coaches in the world. And wow. that's why my Twitter just freaking blew up. So, yeah. Ah, interesting. And what was your sort of main thing as a life coach? You'd be a great life coach, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I was actually pretty good, to be honest. Um, so my tagline was, everything's on the table until you take it off. And so we, I'd never shied away from real issues with people, and they mm. found great value in that. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, question number three, how much time do you spend producing each episode, mainly the top advisor marketing? Podcast? Right. So our podcast specifically, in order for me to record a 30-minute episode, I have about a 30-minute pregame that I do which is warm-ups, vocal stuff, preparation, reading mm, the forms okay. that people have that come in. And then honestly, Pat, it takes about 30 minutes to come down. Uh, so that's about 90 minutes there. And then I literally have a whole post-production team. So I'm not right. just a, the founder, co-founder. <laughs> I have, I am a client. Yeah. And so we, I actually have a client service coordinator who actually runs our show. Um, but honestly, with everything that we do, including the social media that we do for each episode, it's probably four to six hours of work per show. Right. That makes sense. Four to six production hours, but your time, 90 minutes. That's right. Yeah, that's perfect. But you're, you're a good case study for Broadmouth, actually. <laughs> Save a lot of time. Just outsource it. Question number four. What's your favorite tool you use to produce or market your podcast? Favorite tool? Let's get so like a commercial. It's my freaking team, dude. I mean, the, my favorite tool is the fact that I have a team of about you know, 10 professional writers who, you know, really attack our show. But well, let, let's talk about equipment. So, so my favorite, I'm a Shure guy. I've got the Shure SM7B. I've got a SM58 and I've got the Shure in-ear uh, monitors. There isn't anything better than this microphone. In my opinion, you actually have the new digital version of it. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Rodecaster Pro here that's sitting off to the side. I've got all of the settings that I need for my voice pattern. 
And so I mm. love nerding out on that stuff. So I would say that like, I love this microphone. Sure. Like I have a very yeah. intimate relationship with this microphone. So yeah, that's cool. I'm uh, eyeing the RCP right now. Seems like a great piece of gear. Mm-hmm. And finally, what's your primary call to action at the end of each of your episodes? Yeah, it's to join the Academy for free. To join. And where do they join it? So podrockacademy.com. All you have to do is click on the, I want a free membership. And then they get in. That's how they get into our funnel, right? Pod Rocket Academy. Pod Rocket Academy. I want to give you so much freaking value that you want to do business with us. Remember, skeptics to fans. I want you to become a fan of who we are at Proudmouth so much that you'll end up giving us money at some point. Right. That's the model. And is that mainly for financial services or any podcaster kind of benefits? It, anybody that? who actually wants to use their podcast to grow their business, that's who we for focus their business. on. Yeah. Okay. Right. So whether it's legal or health or medicine yeah. or whatever. Okay. Got Roofing, it. Cool. I don't care. Contractors, whatever. Podcasting is an unbelievable, powerful way to grow your business. Podrocketacademy.com, right? That's correct. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed Matt, go to podrocketacademy.com. Sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy, and it's totally free. And yeah, check it out. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Podcast Growth Hacks. If you like the show, please tell a fellow podcaster about it. This really does help keep our show going. Until the next episode, keep creating and keep growing your show.